Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of That Broadway Show, hosted by Broadway for Life Radio. Today's episode is going to be really special because we will be interviewing the creator of the one, the only, Swipe Musical, which is a musical that has been created, well, recently created, and is currently based in LA right now. Um, But I really wanted to tell you guys just these two things that are going on in Fresh Station, which is huge, but... Voting for Broadway's top five is currently open and we'll be playing the top Broadway songs that you, well, we'll be playing the top songs that you guys, goodness, why can't I speak English? <laughs> Sorry, English has left me. But we will be playing what you guys think is the top Broadway songs next week for you guys to enjoy. Boom, did it. <laughs> And also, October, while I'm recording, is coming. But for you guys, it is here. And we are getting ready to choose our spotlight listener for the whole month of October. So if you guys really want to be a part of that, it's not too late to apply. And for us to choose our listener next week, Monday. So don't forget to apply because winners do have a huge chance of winning two Broadway tickets to whatever show we feel like giving it to. Um, so if you you really just don't want to miss out on that, it's a really great opportunity. And yeah, let's get right into this podcast. I'm going to formally introduce myself. Um, Hi, <laughs> my name's Mimi. Um, I'm the owner of the station Broadway for Life. Um, I think I found your page because your page followed me, and I got intrigued. And was yeah, like, I must have her on our station. I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, for the podcast, I'm gonna have well for whatever I'm posting it on. I'm gonna have you introduce yourself, and then we'll start there. Okay, great. Um, so my name is Elena Bernardi. I am um, primarily a vocalist, but I have a deep passion, a vocalist and an actor, but I have a deep passion also for composition. And um, and I recently just composed and premiered my first musical. It's a one-woman musical comedy operetta about online dating called Swiped the Musical. And um, I have a bunch of other projects that I'm doing, but I'm from Detroit and I love helping people find their self-expression as well as expressing myself. So that's a little about me. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, for everyone who is listening to this, um, like I said earlier, um, or maybe you didn't hear it, but I actually found um, her musical page swipe the musical because me on instagram it was just out of the blue and i was on instagram i'm like who's this i clicked on it and i'm like okay i listened to a song and i was like wait this is actually amazing i instantly after listening i think it was to grandma b oh my god of, yeah. uh, i don't know how, how to pronounce it. grandma b granny b yeah. Granny B, I was listening. I saw her like change. She walked out back and she came in. I'm like, oh my goodness, yes! <laughs> instantly, right after that song ended, I went and messaged her saying, 
I'd like to have you on my podcast or I'd like to have you on my station. (laughs) And thank the Lord she said yes. So now you have her over here. Yay. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) So from what I read online, from the thing I found, Swipe the Musical is about online dating, basically. And um, the struggles, the comedic side and um, goodness. I have it written here, but I was trying to go off of so I can, like, sound cool. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. But, yeah, the struggles and basically the um, comedic side of dating. So what really inspired you to, like, write this? Uh, well, specifically, <laughs> I had a situation where, like, I mean, I I have done my fair share of dating in my 20s and – Um, I've lived in Los Angeles for most of my twenties and been dating and been online dating and met people in person. And like, Mm -hmm. I, as a, as a woman who is, um, a working woman who has goals and is career driven, like I've just, um, I'm the type of person, like, I'm not going to be happy with a relationship where I'm just like at home with somebody all the time. And like, like my life is about the relationship. Like I'm a pretty independent person and, um, I kind of wanted Polly, the main character, to kind of have that same struggle that I've dealt with, where it's like you have your own goals and your dreams and you're a really big planner and you want to make things happen. But then you also want a partner. But then what seems to happen kind of is you find yourself like not only sometimes in situations where um, the person like isn't a very good person or like there's something like very weird about them. Um, you find yourself in like three month, four month stints of relationships. Mm. Um, and I think that I just wanted to kind of like make, make light of that, even though it's kind of like a, um, excuse my friends, like French, like a shitty thing that women have to deal <laughs> with nowadays. You know, it's like, we're one of the first generations that are like a, so much of a, of women my age that are millennials, like are really independent. And I think that a lot of us do deal with this feeling of like, wow, it's like every single relationship that I'm in is is, is cut short, you know, and um, sometimes people aren't who who they say they are. And I think that even like, especially if you're hiding behind a dating profile, that can be um, even more true. And so it it was, I had a, I had like, it was like I had been in a relationship and then I had a couple of like couple months stints. And then I had one that was just like the freaking kicker. It was like he texted me and he was like, ah, uh, we have been seeing each other for a couple months. And he was like, I'm going to start talking to my ex-girlfriend again. And I was uh, like, what? <laughs> I was like, you just like, spent the weekend together. What do you mean you're going to talk to your ex-girlfriend again? Like, were you lying to me that you were like into me? Like, I just, I was like, I, this is so effed up. And so then I was like, that's it. I'm going to write a show about this. <laughs> so that's like kind of like where it came from and then of course it's like that particular situation wasn't even interesting enough <laughs> to make it in the show True. so all of the, like the accounts in the show are like over exaggerated versions of like true stories that I've dealt with with men um and then Granny B's totally made up but we can talk about that later um <laughs> no. and, uh, yeah uh, and, uh, and yeah, like that's kind of like how it got spurred. It turned into, I guess what I'm saying is like, it turned into this whole other thing from that one particular situation, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, you know, cool. yeah, just like a whole colorful musical full of like, you know, just so much like life and joy 
came out of that. So that's kind of cool. So I'm pretty sure you can like text that guy back and say, thanks to you. I created. Oh my God, totally. And I'm still in contact with him because he's like not a bad person. Like I think that that's a thing. And I talk about this. I kind of, well, I don't talk specifically about it in the musical, but it's kind of a little bit of the conclusion where it's like, these, they're not bad. Like nobody's a bad person, but sometimes we just don't treat each other very well. Right. Something we should all work on. Yeah. So how long did it actually take? For you to actually bring this musical onto like a stage good question um i mean okay so like i said it's a one woman operetta so mm-hmm. um it's an hour long a little bit more than an hour i have 10 songs in it so there's not a ton of book um i had the idea i think like in november sat on it brainstormed created an outline and then started writing it in january um, and then we, I think I finished writing it like a month and a half before the show and then got it to my co-composer and arranger, Michael Armstrong. Um, and you can follow him at California Maestro on Instagram. And, um, he created the, the piano music for me and, um, we premiered it on the 21st of June. So it's like, um, I guess you could say it was like a little less than six months to get it done, um, which oh, is pretty fast. Pretty fast. Um, yeah. I'm the only person. I'm not having to deal with like other characters or harmonies or group numbers or anything, right? Um, but it was the kind of thing that was like just flowed. Like it just flowed out of me. But I was up from like, you know, I I was I was working almost full time at the time, and like I was up at you know, 6 a.m. every morning and in bed at 1 a.m. every night for six months. It, like, took a lot out of me to do it. So it was, Um, like, six months felt like 12 years. (laughs) I was just tired. (laughs) When you're tired, things are so slow. All the time. I was just, like, I'm so tired. Like, (laughs) it's amazing. The human body is amazing. Like, the level at which you can be effective with so little sleep, like, really blows my mind sometimes. It's a good skill that everyone needs. Transcendence. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, with your musical being premiered in June, and I know you did a recent, like, part of the show where you sung, like, three songs? Or- yeah, I did, like, I was, like, different each night depending on the um lineup but it was like either three or four songs we did it at um in the oc orange county which is like 45 minutes from la kind of where near where disneyland is um uh i did uh yeah like an abridged version there and then we're gonna go back there and do the full show eventually too and then i have another thing coming up in a couple weeks same kind of deal where i've been asked to come and perform a couple songs from the show and then i'm looking to book Again, in L.A. I just, it hasn't been solidified yet. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to work in it. And, make and sure. manifesting going to New York. That's, like, my big thing right now is the soundtrack in New York. That'd be amazing. I'd probably have to, like, fly there just to see it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's kind of, like, but I'm, that's the next thing. So, like, biggest goal right now is to make it to New York there, make a soundtrack there. Yeah, yeah, to, to record the soundtrack. We've already, like, um, we've, we, I mean, I like to talk about the process because it helps people that want to do it themselves. So the, the, the 
the show in OC, we used tracks. I didn't bring my pianist because it was just more affordable for me to just use tracks and he didn't have to drive out there then, or Michael didn't have to drive an hour to come perform a couple songs with me. So, um, so, but in getting those tracks together and stuff, um, it was kind of like the beginnings of having the stronger soundtrack starting to get made. So that was actually kind of cool. It's cool how like one situation can spark the beginning of another. Um, and so yeah, we're, we're on our way to having the soundtrack up online for everybody to listen to. So it's actually getting closer and closer. Yeah, getting closer, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which before, like a month ago, I would have been like, I don't know how it's going to happen. But at this point, we kind of see a little more of an end game with that, which is good. So for anyone who is wondering, there will be a soundtrack sooner or later for uh, you guys to hear. Yes. Like, Maybe it's happening. It's happening. I'm like, New York and soundtrack. Those are the two things I'm manifesting right now. Okay, so I'm pretty sure you know this question was already coming up. Okay, what? Granny B, how did you come up with her? (laughs) She's hands down my favorite (laughs) character. From scrolling on your Instagram account, I'm like, I want to relate to that lady the most (laughs) out of everyone. Like, Polly, she's awesome. But But Granny B. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, I think the thing with Polly is Polly's a little one-dimensional, especially in the beginning. She's just, like, so perfect. And that's the whole point is that it's like, girl, wake up. Like, you're in the real world. (laughs) You can't rely on everything being perfect all the time. But, uh, but no, Granny B, uh, can I just, I want to talk about her, though. Okay, go on. I love her. So anything I can get on her is amazing. (laughs) Okay, so... The thing that I love about the Granny B situation is, like, is, you know, we wanted to have a song with her grandmother. We thought it would be really funny, especially since, obviously, you know from following my accounts, like, I love old school music. Like, I love old show tunes and old standards. And I did um, I did a show where I was an Andrew's sister last New Year's, and I just love that type of music. So it's, like, I, I kind of wanted to, yeah, like, have – grandma sing a song that was like kind of more reminiscent of the forties. Um, and so I got on the phone with my aunt, she's like 94. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to kind of like start to understand what dating was like back then. Um, for a woman that's similar to Polly in the sense that she's like a modern woman. Right. So my mm-hmm. aunt was, my aunt is actually a really cool lady. She's like, I'm like, she's never gotten married. She's a really cool lady. <laughs> she's, she's like had boyfriends and stuff like that, but she's never settled down. Like, I just think she's interesting, right? It's uncommon for somebody of her generation to have never been married and to just kind of be someone who's like lived life and traveled and had friends and had a series, you know, of lovers and relationships. I think that's, that's interesting and it's cool. And so I, I talked to her and cause she reminded me of like, if Polly was in the 1940s, that's kind of how Polly would be. And, and my aunt, my aunt Ruthie was telling me all about like how the women, they would live in like boarding houses or like apartments with each other. And there were all these rules as to like when they could go out and when they could go in. And like, she was telling me, oh, if you got t- take, if you, if you were taken to a really nice dinner, like they'd get you like steak and mashed potatoes and it would be so good. And she's telling me about all these things that she would do with these men. Right. And then she mm-hmm. would go out. A lot of these women, these like working women of the forties, they would, you know, they worked at either like, you know, sewing or they were like temps at ad agencies or secretaries, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, and they would, um, she was telling me how they would go out in like groups of people. Like you would make sure you had a chaperone with the person because you wanted to make sure that like everything was like PC and stuff. But then I started thinking to myself like, well, like it's not like nowadays where like I'll go out with a guy and we'll like split the bill maybe or like, you know, it's just like a more like equal situation and I have my own life and stuff in my own place. Like it's like back then I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, these guys are like, paying for dinners right and Mm -hmm. like I no offense to any men out there but like I kind of know how guys are right and especially back then I mean and I'm not making a generalization but I was just kind of like if we were to like look at it from a perspective of like a woman that's a comedian like you you look at it and you're just kind of like damn like did they expect anything from this (laughs) and so I kind of like played on that where I was just like Oh, yeah. So, like, what if you had a woman like Granny B who just, like, is totally open about it and it's just like, I'm going to eat really well and I'm going to dress up real freaking pretty and I'm just going to let him touch my boob or put his hand on my leg because, like, that's <laughs> what I got to do in order to, like, have a good dinner. Like, <laughs> I just, like, played with that and, and, like, I wasn't sure. I think what's so funny, I'm, like, rapping, like, I'm coming around full circle. Like, I think what's so funny is that, like, when I wrote it out, I didn't know if anybody was going to get it like, but then like with my director and my co-book writer, Carly Panza, she's so amazing. Um, She's such a brilliant writer and director director. And she's a young woman like me. She started her theater company, the theater company that uplifts underrepresented theater uh, female artists. And nice. she, yeah, so great. You can follow her theater, theater company on Instagram. And she, uh, she's like, gave me direct direction and then my choreographer Avery York she like choreographed it and it was like it came to life and then it was like and then it was like people were like what is this, is this <laughs> and then with the flute I was just like an idea I was like maybe I could play flute because like how funny would it be if she, if granny's like playing flute <laughs> That caught me off guard. I wasn't like, no, yeah, it's just everybody off guard. They're like, what's happening? <laughs> like, she's I played in high school. Like, I was like, whatever. I know. It's so funny. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, that was actually what's really cool about it. There were some people that were like, I don't like that didn't get it and asked me afterwards, like, what is that? They, they were like, it's funny, but like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm talking about how women feel pressure to be physical with a guy when he takes them out. And how that's been a standard for a really long time. That's right. what I'm talking about. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they finally know. Yeah. Like, it, it was actually, like, I'm pretty sure I caught on to it, like, firsthand. While she was, like, talk- singing it, I was like, oh, I see what you're doing here, <laughs> right? And, like, I don't know. I just love the way how you brought in, like, a really huge topic. Yeah. You see, I didn't saying that. Yeah, it's a huge topic. Like, and not many people talk about. They're like, no, it's just life. Like, you know, if he's paying the bill, I guess I'll show a bit more cleavage. Because thank you. Well, and the (laughs) thing is, I think what's interesting is because it's like Granny doesn't care about it. Because Granny's like, this is just how how life is. But then when Polly hears Granny say it, Polly's just like, what? I have to do what? (laughs) You're crazy. Yeah, like, Polly's just like, I'm a modern woman. Like, I don't have to do shit, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's really interesting. And you know what's interesting now that you're bringing this up and what I heard when you were saying that is, like, there actually is a lot of, like, I don't know a better way to say this, like, quote, unquote, like, me too moments in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because Polly does get put in situations that are like, you know, she's feeling like she's being pressured. And then there's even one guy that's put in a situation where he's pressured and like, you know, it is like it. I think that's that's maybe why the show's landing so well, too, is that it's like it's real issues that women deal with. Women are hypersexualized in our society still mm-hmm. and have been for a long time. And dating isn't easy for women who are trying to break out of the mold. And it's been it's difficult. And in the end, you know, you have to see the end to see what happens. But of course, you know, it's a beautiful <laughs> expression of self-love, like all my work is. So. Um, do so. As you said, um, um, Swipe the Musical is a one-woman show, right? Mm-hmm. Was it actually planned to be a one-woman show in the beginning, or would you be willing to change it into, like, a full show with, like, many different actresses? In that That's day? so interesting. Yeah, it was always supposed to be a one-woman show. I had a really good year last year um, theatrically, and I was in, like, seven shows or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, really good roles and like a lot of shows out here in LA. And it was kind of that, it was kind of the thing where I was like, it's time. It's time for me to do a body of work that's just mine. Um, yeah, I was very grateful. Um, and I, I, um, I, I'm open to it. I also, um, I also, am realistic in the sense where creating full musicals, um, the, you know, there's a, there's an investment and financial aspect to that. True. Big time. And if there was somebody that really believed in the show and that was like, let's make this a full show. Of course I've thought about it and I've written about what I would do if it was a full show. But right now I have a finished product. And so, you know, and people want to see the finished product. And if I wait two years to do a full musical, it's just kind of, I just like have to kind of weigh like what's smartest for me right now. And financially, and, it's better yeah, to do it. Than... I think so. Right now, it's like when you have a product and it's good and it's been tested that it's good and people love it and people want to hear it and people want to see it, I want to show it to them. And I right. want to. There's get... no bash on it. I feel like when it's one. No, I'm not saying that, but I have thought about that. Yeah. Like, when there's, I, I don't know, like, every time I've seen a one-man show or a one-woman show, I find it hilarious, and, like, I'm amazed at the actor or an actress when they're able to change their whole body, personality, and they become a brand-new person, you're like, what? Like, yeah. I know you're wearing the same clothes, but, huh? Who are you again? <laughs> and I love that you're saying that, yeah. It's, I like, as an actress myself, I know that it's talent and I know that it's hard because there are times where you just want to go back to like, you know, like, what is it? Most actors are actors. They usually have that one thing that they keep throughout all characters. Right. But when you're in a one woman show, it's really hard to do that because then people are easy. It's easier for people to notice that. So, you know, see, like seeing that it's being very successful. That's mean like, I, I haven't seen like full you're full on acting and stuff. I wish I could. Like mm-hmm. I would drive to LA right now just to see the show. Oh my <laughs> god, I love you. LA is on the other side of the country. Where are you right now? I'm in Orlando, Florida. Okay, so you're not yeah. you're not far. Um, <laughs> you could come to New York when we come to New York. When you go to New York, I would save money and make sure. And I'm you can see another show too. You can do like. Go to Broadway and then see Swipe. Right. It's going to be like a BOGO. Buy one, get one, well, paid. A BOGO. 
that, that, that don't matter. <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So what was the biggest problem you've had when you were creating this show or, you know, in general? Girl, girl. Girl, we about to go off the record to have me give you the real story. <laughs> Stop the beat, Mr. GJ. We yeah, about to yeah, go. yeah. Okay, I'm going to say this in, like, the most PC way I can say it. Um, when you are a creator of things that haven't been done before, things that are extraordinary, things that are, are um, new and exciting, there's a lot of people that want to get, like, on board with it and are willing to, um, or even if you're, you're just creating, it doesn't even have to be extraordinary. Even if you're just a creator in general, right. You rely a lot on your team, right? So for me, I have like Carly, who is my writing partner, Carly and my directing, you know, she's my director and it's like, I do everything with her. She's like my right hand. And like, um, I think that's important. I think, you know, like Sondheim had James Lapine. And I think that it's important that, you know, we have writers that we work with. I have another writer that I work with too, Trace Oakley. But uh, I, um, and I have like Michael, my arranger, and then I have my stage manager, Matt, and Avery, my choreographer. So it's like, it's not just me, right, doing all of this. I think sometimes yeah. what I've dealt with, and I've dealt with this in past projects too, is like sometimes there are people that might not understand my vision or they might um, or the other stand or I've had other situations where people maybe like they it seemed like they could pull their weight in terms of their work ethic, but it seems like they can't. Um, and having to let people go really sucks. Oh, um, and with that multiple times. Um, and I think maybe it's just something that everybody deals with when they're building companies and building brands and building pieces of art, you know? So that's been the biggest challenge is like being in those situations where I realized that I'm like, wow, this person doesn't get my vision and, Mm -hmm. and to part ways. And that really sucks because people are investing into the art, you know, and they, and they're, they, you know, they believe in it from their perspective, but ultimately in the end, it's really not about their perspective. Which sucks. I I felt that a hundred percent. Like with me building this radio station, there has been so many people I dropped just because they were either dragging us down or they were trying to turn the other way. And like it's painful because you don't want to lose anyone. You want to make it to the top with everyone. Yeah. Like exactly. You want. Yeah. I mean, I, I can tell as I'm saying this to you. Yeah, that's like exactly what I dealt with. Right. Wow. <laughs> that brought back bad memories because I, uh. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, part of, I do bring up gender a lot or like, you know, just because I think that we're, we're built a certain way hormonally, mm-hmm. even scientifically as women. And I think that this is an interesting conversation because two business, from one businesswoman to another, right? we have compassion and we actually feel really bad about this. Like right. this is something that hurts us, you know, and we want um, them to be the best too. Like, yeah. That's it's instinctually that we really care and we want, we want it to work out, but it's like, okay, this is hurting too much and it's helping. Yeah. So I think that, I think that, but I do think, I mean, I guess to be a little more positive about it and I don't know if you've realized this too, I think as you, 
as you grow your business and as you grow your art, um, you start to find your circle and things get a little more stable because right. you know, you can see, like I can spot shit from a mile away now. Like when somebody <laughs> is interested in collaborating with me, like I'm not so gung ho to be like, yes, let's do it right now. Like I'm a little more cautious. Um, you like so. main address. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, okay, well, I have certain stipulations of people that get to be in the inner circle. Um, you might be in the outer one where, you know, you hear the deets, but you're not really planning it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not to sound so exclusive, it's not like that at all. It's just <laughs> it been really tough. Yeah, I know. When you're creating something, it's just, man. It's like, I mean, and this is like advice, too, because I know that, a lot of people that are following you and that are following me are people who really want to be creators of theater. Cause I think it's really needed actually right now in this industry, we need fresh stuff. And, you know, I think that that's the advice that we can give to them is like, just pick your team, pick your team. Well, and don't be too scared to let go because exactly, it's better to let go than to hang on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> to jump off go. from this, <laughs> topic yeah um like what really got you into writing like what was like some people be like it was fourth grade english class where my teacher oh said, interesting this. <laughs> i got super like I, your questions are so good i've never had these good of questions on an interview i think oh, okay. um yeah i love it i have always been a songwriter always 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 been writing notebooks and notebooks of songs um always been sitting down at the piano wanting to play songs um so that's always been in me since I could remember um I there wasn't like a specific situation <laughs> but I do yeah I do remember as a kid like coming up with story ideas movie ideas and like it was never really plays like I'm actually I'm actually really into um uh TV and film musicals too like I really am manifesting being booked on a movie or something to write music or on TV to write actually I'm writing a musical TV pilot right now um That's so amazing. I that was kind of more what I would fantasize as opposed to the stage mm-hmm. but on another side of it like I when when I was a kid I when I'd be like 10 years old or something I had like 11 cousins and every time we would get together I would have us like put on plays and I would like produce these shows for my family and stuff and then when I was in middle school I like produced my first show as like a goodbye show my mom played the piano I got all the girls together we had like an all-girl choir to sing a song for like our choir director and it was like the first time I'd ever like produced and orchestrated an event like that I was like 13 (laughs) and then I just like I know and then, I, and then it's kind of like, I kind of kept doing that kind of stuff through call, through high school. And, um, then my senior year of high school, I like produced a whole Christmas concert that I like music directed and produced. Wow, so it was, crazy. I think, I think like, cause I, I have my own theater company out here and then I work at her theater company and, um, I, I, um, I worked professionally in like theater production at a school for a really, really long time. And I still do that out here. So it's like, I think that the combination of being a songwriter and then being really into production of 
theater and of plays and stuff like that. And then being an actor and singer as like my profession, as like my gift or my, my, my product is my, like my voice, my acting. Um, like that kind of like had me be a writer. Does that make sense? Of yeah. shows. It brought everything together. Yeah. And it was like, it's honestly, this is interesting question because it's like, it honestly was a recent realization in the past like year and a half where it was like, I'd been producing all these theater and writing all these songs. And it like didn't, the wires didn't cross that like, oh, I need to be writing musical theater. I like, I thought they were two separate things. So that's kind of why you're just like seeing me in the theater world too, because like I just started writing musical theater. I had like a indie rock album that I, or pop album that I wrote released a year ago so I'd been just writing songs and then producing theater like I hadn't been doing both and but the big reason Mimi that I like didn't do it was because if you look back in history there aren't any women that are doing it it's like I literally didn't see it as possible do you get what I'm saying yeah like the only one the only one that you could think of at the moment that's really successful would be Sarah Borelli's and that's basically all I can think of at the moment all I can think of and then the woman who wrote Hadestown but that was just a couple of months ago that that right. won the Tony so it was like it, I'm getting chills as I'm hearing this too where it's like I had this I was like crying in bed I had this realization that like the reason I hadn't been living my purpose of writing shows was I it's really a true thing like if you don't see it in history your your brain isn't going to see it as possible right like, I'm looking around my room right now, and I have all of my books, like, my Fontaine books and my music books, and, like, it's not a problem, but they're all written by men, you know? I'm not mad about it, yeah, but it's, it's like, it's, it's just the way history's been. So, so anyways, yeah, that's kind of the story behind it, and I'm really, really inspired to really take the reins and become somebody that, you know, young women that are songwriters can look up to and be like, yeah, like, I see it as possible possible guys yeah so and what's amazing is that you just started like producing and writing at this moment and it currently like swipe the musical I would see it as something that's really successful at this moment right yeah and that is amazing and I would say rare because you know for most people you'd start it and you'd hit like like you know your very first like thing that you wrote um and produced and for it to be heading into a really great direction. And I don't know, that's just like a miracle right there. Yeah, uh, I'm really lucky. I mean, I think the thing is I have been like, yeah, I have been writing obviously for a really long time. Like I yeah. I wrote my album and released it and I have been producing theater for a really long time. So I think so that the thing is I just hadn't been doing mus- musical, like I hadn't been putting the two together so it's like, it's not like I didn't have experience with the elements of it, but yeah, I'm really grateful that it's like the first show ended up being what it is. And to be honest with you, like, I, I want to keep performing swiped as long as I can, but like, I'm super excited to keep writing and keep coming up with even more content. So like, cause it is just the beginning. Right. No one knows how far you're going to go with this. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> I think my allergies are getting triggered um and I blanked out oh okay okay this wasn't written Mm -hmm. um but with your theater company that you were talking about like Uh how did you get that started because I know there might be a few people out there who are listening and they're like you know I want to guess I want to 
um, start a theater company, but I don't know how, or how do I join one or, you know, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I think that the, I think that the thing is like, it's really, it's, it's really not as complicated as it sounds. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like, it, I feel like you have to like go through a board like so many boards and be like here's this like kind of like when you're trying to start a college club and you need to have like 50 people and make sure you have funds a supervisor I mean like in the real world there aren't rules like that (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of like it's kind of like you get all your friends together and say you're doing a show and put it on Facebook and like book the theater and then say you're a theater company (laughs) Like, it can literally be that simple because listen until you're making like an actual profit and like you have like patrons and like a space or whatever like there's not really like a reason to have it be um like a 501c3 like a nonprofit, right True. so I mean at first you I mean I have when her theater company started they did their show in Carly's front yard and they wow. did, like, a Teresa Alcott play that I think they, like, I don't even remember, like, I, I don't even know what the situation was with the rights of it. But it was, like, but I think, I think the thing is, it's like, this just, I'm such a proponent of, like, start small. Like, start with you. Just, like, clear out your backyard and invite all your friends over and put on a show. And call yourself like the backyard theater company. Like <laughs> the backyard again. Make a Facebook page, make an Instagram, invite all your friends, watch the magic happen. Like it doesn't need to be difficult. And then as things grow, right, you're gonna need to deal with like, you know, if you get income and you're a working person and you know, you gotta you gotta claim that income and then you gotta decide whether or not you wanna just have it go through you as a company or you wanna have it be a five oh one C three. So that's like all that kind of board stuff all happens once you actually start making a profit. But if you're trying to start it, you know. Yeah, if you're just trying to start it, then you got to back out. And, you know, it's like you can rent a theater and or people have deals and stuff. We've done, we've done stuff at cabaret spaces, which is like, you know, like a restaurant kind of thing. And those are great because it's like, Basically, people come see a show and they get like there's like a two drink minimum or like they get drinks and like food. I mean, obviously, you have to be 21 to put that up. But like, um, but, you know, and then you just put on a show with a bunch of your friends. It's just like it just doesn't have it's not that complicated. I get a lot of questions like this and I'm like, just start small. Just get your friends together. You know, and I think the biggest thing I guess now that I'm talking to you is like it's just about community. We're all in this together. Art is not right. like a singular thing. And if you can build that community, that's how you start your company. Basically, with the people you have. Yeah. Find the right people, and it's going places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, you know, will want will want to make it happen. Um, and my last question um, would be, what are some other projects that you have going on that you can actually talk about? Because I know, like, for me, I have a lot of things going on, but I'm not ready to speak about it, you know? I know. It's I don't not want to jinx it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I can't actually talk about the details of this, but I am writing a musical pilot right now. Um, oh, and I'm really, really excited about that. So I'm manifesting that that picked up on a network and 
and y'all get to see me and Carly's writing and me on and Carly on TV. That's what we're manifesting. Um, and then the other project, I'm working on a songbook too. Uh, it's going to be kind of like a compilation of like modern day audition songs for young oh, women. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just kind of similar to like the repertoire and swiped where like you have things like granny B where you're just like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like such a big issue, but we're doing it in like a really funny way. So kind of like that kind of song, but like very female focused. I mean, cause I think that there's been a lot of songs like that, but they haven't necessarily sometimes been written by women. So I'd like, I want to kind of, kind of represent that. And then, um, looking at my, my vision board right now for my musicals. Um, and then I have, um, I have a show that I'm writing with my company. The script is done. We're writing the music and it's like a 20 person musical. And so that's going to be my first big musical that I'm writing. And I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah. Actually amazing. Yeah. I have this incredible team. It's like a noir 1950s musical farce. Wow. It's like, yeah, it's set in the fifties and it's like got a detective thing to it, but it's, it's like a, a comedy farce and, and, and it's just, the script is so good. My friend Trace Oakley wrote it and I'm really proud of the music too that we have and I'm just really excited for it. So it's just yeah. a matter of time for this one to come out. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I'll sleep at some point. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. So I'm going to give you this moment to, shout out any um social media that you want anyone to um follow or take a look at um you know it's like your little promotion moment (laughs) so people can find you awesome okay well you can follow me on my personal accounts on facebook instagram and twitter it's elena bernardi and then Swiped the musical is swiped the musical on Instagram and Facebook. And then it's swiped musical on Twitter with no the in the middle. And then um, you can follow her theater company on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And then proofed out closer theater company, which is my personal theater company on um, uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And then I guess the one other thing that I want to announce is um, that I have recently started live streaming on Twitch. So just one of the things I really love if you follow me on Instagram is just like getting on live stream and talking to people and sometimes playing songs or playing requests. So I've started to do that on Twitch with better sound quality. And that's like my new kind of personal project that I'm doing. So you can follow me at Elena Bernardi on my Twitch channel. And I think that's it. Well, it's awesome. Thank you so much for actually being able to interview with me and stuff um everyone else look out for swipe the musical like who knows after new york she might go touring yes i would love to (laughs) that's what orlando better be your main destination (laughs) oh yes okay okay we're making it happen (laughs) well okay thank you so much um all right thank you and for everyone listening um, don't forget to listen to our Broadway radio station, which is broadwayforlife.weebly.com. Um, currently, we're getting ready for our top five um, playlists, so don't forget to vote on that. And I hope you all have a great day, Kay. <laughs>